0: Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face. Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beija Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing.
1: The fact that the Beija Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it perfect two in one for me.
0: Totally, the scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beija Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's whole press. Cacay Oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love, but to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks.
1: It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Charosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragons fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, Mm-mm-mm. sheer, you can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing,
0: your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code Mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com, and use the code Mascara10 for 10% off.
1: Hey, everyone. It's Fat Mascara. I'm Jess. I'm Jen. Welcome to the show. Okay, we've got a great interview today, especially if you are complete fragrance files like Jen and me.
0: Whenever we do either a perfumer or somebody involved with fragrance, it's always my favorite interviews. It's just I get in my happy place. And Mona puts me in my happy place, too. Mona Katan is the founder of Kayali Fragrances, Um, and a co-founder of Huda Beauty. She's an Iraqi-American entrepreneur currently based in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates, and she started her career in investment banking. That's funny, we had on Sarah Gibson Tuttle last week, and she also was like a banker before moving into beauty. Mona then worked in PR and went on to own a salon before she helped launch Huda Beauty, and then, of course, her fragrance brand. I met her years ago. You know, we hit it off because we joked when we met that we were long-lost cousins, just a little family resemblance, but also a love of fragrance, And actually, she told me at the end of this interview that she does have some Iranian ancestors. So we might be long-lost cousins, which I kind of love. But the reason Jess and I wanted to have her on is because she's a a fragrance obsessive, just like us. We're going to talk about perfume, her impressive fragrance collection. She revealed to us that she's on a quest to break the world's record for largest perfume collection good luck with that mona and she shares some of the cultural history of fragrance that permeates many middle eastern cultures and of course we talk about her beautiful brand including her newest perfume which is called invite only amber you'll see she offers to send it to us on the interview and then she did and i can i can tell you it is delicious it is fall in a bottle like it will wrap you in like warm ambery goodness and coziness so it's a great scent and we had a great conversation i hope you guys enjoy it Welcome, welcome, welcome to Fat Mascara. Thank you so much for having
2: me, guys. I love you both so much, and I'm so excited to be back with you, Jen, but also to be speaking to you, Jessica, for the first time. I love you guys, and I love everything you do.
0: Thank you. And I know we share, all three of us in common, an obsession with fragrance, which is so exciting because Jess and I realized we hadn't talked perfume in a couple months on the show, like with someone who works in the perfume industry. So we're so excited to have like a deep dive on fragrance with you and your brand and everything. But just to start off, I love asking this question of people. What's your first memory of perfume?
2: Oh, you know what? My first memory of an actual perfume was the first one I bought. And I was 14 at the time. I had gotten my first job under the table. <laughs> and at, like my first paycheck I got, um, I bought Curve from Liz Claiborne. And yeah. it's not something I would rebuy today. It's definitely not me. I've evolved so much It's like a consumer. But like when I smell it, even now I'm like, I just get transported to like high school and like Dartmouth, Massachusetts. It's just, it's, it's crazy.
1: <laughs> Why did you buy Curve?
2: Honestly, where I lived, there was like barely any options. And I was still like, <laughs> I was on a budget, so I wanted to buy it. like, I didn't, I didn't want to spend too much money, so it was pretty affordable at the time. Um, I think I bought it from, like, Walmart or CVS. It was, like, one of those. Like, there was no department stores where I lived. It was, like, super small. Um, so the options were limited, and I was like, it's a pretty bottle. I love the cursive writing. I love the, the look of it, and it just attracted to me. And I remember just, you know, after starting to wear it, I was just like, wow, this just, like, makes me want to exercise. And I was really into training then. It was just, like, very fresh and, like, energizing, um, but I love that, like, that ability of fragrance to just transform how you feel.
0: Yeah. So you don't re- you don't remember, like, your mom or your aunts or any of the women or, or even men in your family wearing fragrances before you were 14? I do. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm sorry. Oh, I misunderstood okay. the question. I got too excited. <laughs> so you're like, let's talk about yeah. me
0: and the fragrances I love. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> no, not at all. I just mean, like, were you aware of the culture of perfume at an yeah, early age? I
2: remember just, like, as a kid— I've always been obsessed with scents. Like for me, it was like the scent of anything just drew my attention more than visuals, more than anything else, even more than like hearing something. It was like the sense of smell was something I connected to so much. Um, so from like a fragrance point of view, it was my mom's fragrances. Um, she used to wear a lot of like Jasmine perfumes and they were like non-branded, just like simple Jasmine scented perfume. And I remember just one of these like non-branded bottles she had in her drawer and I would always steal it and spray it. And I would just like fall in love with the way it felt. And that's why for me, Jasmine is still something that's very like comforting and soothing and just makes me feel very like calm and loved because it reminds me of like both of my parents. But
1: Yeah, it's definitely like just jasmine
2: perfume.
1: (laughs) So you were like really into fragrance when you were younger, right? So you had Curve, and then you said your fragrance evolved. Like you're you're not a Curve girl anymore. No, (laughs) no
0: offense to Liz Claiborne.
2: No, no offense at all. Oh
0: yeah, Liz Claiborne. I was trying to remember what fashion designer was associated with that. Yeah,
2: no offense to Liz Claiborne or Curve lovers, because I still like I still enjoy the scent of it because of the nostalgia. But it's just not like my scent profile anymore. Like I think that over time Do you I have just, a scent?
1: Wait, do you have a scent profile? I think if yeah. somebody asked me what's your scent profile, I don't know. I feel like as a fragrance obsessive, like it changes every day. So Yeah. I mean, I definitely like
2: change what I wear all the time. But if there's like one, like if I could describe what I'm wearing at most times, it would be floral, spicy, woody. You know, that's me. Like, whenever you smell me, I'm gonna smell like there has to be something floral. There has to be something spicy. There has to be something woody. And, um, even if the scents that I wear are different, like I always layer. So there has to be an element of those notes in my mix that I wear. Um, and I feel like the, the older I become, the more like spicy and woody I become (laughs) because I just, I think I just appreciate the complexity. Like, you know, I think when I was younger, it was like more fresh, more citrusy. And I just like, I think you just want more and like you want it to smell like more projecting. You want it to stay longer. You just get more um, greedy, I guess. I'm just greedy. I want to, I want to smell it all day. (laughs) I want it to like stay Mm -hmm. on me longer. And I think you just, it's kind of like when you start using like, I don't know, like spices in your food, like you just want more and more and more to get satisfied. You know, it just won't, it'll just be too ordinary if it's not intense. So I think it's the intensity Um, but yeah, I just, I've definitely evolved and I keep evolving, but I love, I love
0: like floral, woody, spicy. That's me right now. (laughs) I like that. So I, you mentioned Massachusetts and I know you grew up in the States, but you were still a teenager when you moved to the UAE, to the United Arab Emirates, um, So how did that move affect like the way, just your focus on beauty in general, the way you thought about beauty practices, like being an American in the Middle East?
2: Yeah, it changed my life. Like I definitely don't think I'd be, you know, as obsessed with fragrances as I am right now. Um, And I definitely don't think I would have created a brand if I I didn't move out here. People- Why did you guys move? To be honest, it was like a lot of things. Like I am Middle Eastern by background and um, I was born and raised in the States. My parents were Iraqi immigrants. So um, they just felt like we were so disconnected from our roots. And to be honest, I really was like, I had no idea about Arabs, Muslims. Like I had no connection at all. And it was post 9-11. It was in 2002. And it was like where, you know, everything in the news was like, Muslims are terrorists, you know, like this kind of thing. And you know, we were starting to think that. Like, I was like, oh my God, that family, you're crazy. Like, you know, I just started feeling a bit like, yeah, very disconnected, very like un- unfamiliar with our roots. And my dad was like, you know what? You should see there's some beauty in like the Middle East and like you shouldn't be afraid of who you are. You should discover it. So initially it was supposed to be like a one-year thing to move to Dubai. Um, and I'm so happy we moved to Dubai out of all places because I do think it's the most like cosmopolitan, like modern, you know, um, most global part of the Middle East and it's definitely like very rare. But um, yeah, it was just to like get to know our roots and I'm so happy we did. And, you know, I think the Middle Eastern culture is so rich and especially the the part about fragrance. Like fragrance is a huge part of rituals. It's a part of the lifestyle. It's a part of the generosity. It's part of the culture here. So um, it definitely like opened up a new, a new love for fragrance.
0: Wait, what do you mean it's part of the generosity of the Middle East?
2: <laughs> well, you know, like Middle Eastern culture traditionally is like super generous. Like if you go to someone's house, they're gonna greet you with food, they're gonna greet you with probably presents, they're gonna greet you with fragrances, they're gonna greet you with so much and they don't stop. Like it doesn't stop, you know, even if you're just passing by, they're gonna be like, do you want tea? Do you want coffee? Do you want this? Like it's just nonstop generosity. And fragrance is a part of it. So like traditionally, if you go to anyone's house, like they'd greet you with like a tray of fragrances. And if they don't greet you with it, it's in every corner of the house for your use. It's in the bathrooms. And it's not just like like the leftovers that nobody wants. They put like nice fragrances out there. They pick it (laughs) out
0: themselves. I'm I'm picturing my mom's bathroom. It was like the little tray. And I'm like, that thing has been there 17 years. There's a layer of dust that is like,
1: you can't scratch it off with your fingernail. It's now like
0: Yeah, I've seen those before. (laughs) So like, is the Chanel, is the Gucci going to be in the guest bathroom? Definitely. You're going
1: to find the best of the
2: best. But
0: then what you'll also
2: find is like the traditional fragrances from the markets that are non-branded, that some, like, perfume master who has, like, no official degree, but he's been doing it for, like, decades. He works in the markets, like, the the Souks, and he'll be mixing fragrances for the families, and I found that so cool and just so, like, authentic, and to be honest, that's what made me more in love with fragrances, more than, like, the international amazing brands that we have here, which is great, like, the niche amazing brands, but it's more like the the non-branded, just
0: really, like, are, are these attars? Is that what you're talking about? Is that what they're uh,
2: atar called? Attar is like the mixture of juices together. That's what they call attar. And, and right. to be honest, attar is, is perfume in Arabic. So the word attar means like perfume. Um, but yeah, they probably call, that, call it attar in the souks. They call it many different things, but that's one thing you could be like, I need some attar and they'll mix some perfumes for you in like a bottle.
0: And you would say to the guy like, oh, give me the jasmine or whatever, the spicy woody mm-hmm. floral and he would yeah. mix for you?
1: Now is this across (laughs) all um, like socioeconomic brackets? In because I've middle to say the Middle East. I listen. I'm not like a like geopolitical like expert of like the Middle East. So I, I really am raising my hand and being like, I don't like. You're you're far more of an expert here than I am. But like I'm saying, like to say like you know, fragrance like everyone's giving gifts in their homes, a fragrance, and it's on the back of everyone's toilet tank. Like, I just don't want everyone to think they're going to find a, you know, (laughs) Chanel number 5 on the back of everyone's toilet tank in the Middle East. Like, can you explain, like, is this something that is in all homes, or is this, like, you know, in more upper-class homes? Like, I'm just a little confused.
2: That's such a great question. Um, And, yeah, it's so so valid because it's very just like you can't say in
1: america like everyone's really generous because like they're not you know (laughs) see generosity
2: is part of the dna the culture of people here in this part of the world so even if you have like a lower budget and like you're super scrappy you don't really have the means they're super affordable mixtures and those are usually the ones from the souks like if you go to the souk like you could start with bottles that are like five dollars you know equivalent um and you could go all the way up to like crazy money. If you're talking about oud, like a tiny, they call it a tula, like a tiny tula of oud, which is just 12 ml is like, it could go up to like 20, 30, $40,000, like crazy amounts. So like you have such a wide range, but starting like it's super affordable. And that's one reason why I love it. It's super like raw, very like things just like coming straight out of like the distributor's packaging. They haven't even put it in like a different bottle yet. It's just like very raw people who love it. It's passion. It's a bit, um, maybe less sophisticated in some ways, but I I appreciate that. I love that. It's just
1: super raw. But fragrance like versus, you know, I would never say in America, fragrance is part of the DNA. It's not, but in the Middle East fragrance and that generosity of spirit, like, you know, fragrance being a part of the home and being a part of the personal care culture is that's part of the culture.
2: 1000%. It's kind of like, It's, it's a part of our celebrations. Like, you know how like in the States we use cake to celebrate and we still do that here too. Like we have desserts or maybe it's a mm. bottle of wine. Like I'm trying to think of what we can uh, equate it to, but it's part of the celebrations. Like in a wedding, you you burn bahur, which is like the, the wood that they burn on charcoal and that that's fragrancing the whole venue or they'll they'll even mm. gift perfumes. It's like sometimes for weddings, people personalize their own perfume for the wedding. They'll gift it to the guests. So like that's your memory to that wedding forever, you know? That's so and it's, cool. Yeah, it's really, it's a part of our celebrations. It's a part of the ritual. It's even part of like the religion. Like in Islam, you're supposed to wear fragrance before you go to the mosque because you want people to smell something nice. It's like to be nice to your the people around you, to be cur- like courteous. You're supposed to smell like musk, you know, and clean. So mm-hmm. it's like a big part of the culture, the religion. It's part of everything.
0: I love that. Can we talk about this 12 ml of oud that costs $20,000? Like really though, what if you were to buy a small, very precious bit of fragrance at the soup, what would you be doing with that? Or is that like something you collect or then mixing it to make a family fragrance or whatever? Yeah. Again, I realize you're not an expert on that, aspect of fragrance but while we have you since you've shopped in the souks yeah. and probably bought some of I've
2: shopped around I've spent I've spent quite a lot of money on oud. I think the most I've ever spent was like the equivalent of like $800 to $1000 on oud and just like a tiny bottle. The the very expensive ones like the 20,000, 30,000, you know, plus that's usually like the only people buying that for the most part are royals and um it's interesting because oud actually appreciates in value over time the longer, it's, it's kind of like wine, you know, like and people collect it here like wine, you know. They keep it in their house, they keep it in their safe sometimes, and it just keeps appreciating because it becomes better smelling over time. It just becomes better, which is, like, so different to, like, at a perfume fragrance where you just lose value over time. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I...
0: So you're not like putting it on your skin. It's no, something you, to you like do. collect and then just... <laughs> but like the okay, okay. tiniest
2: drop. Like Keep you literally, going. like with the right. pure ouds that are very like saturated in oud oil and they don't really mix them much with like bases and other like fragrance oils. Like it's almost pure. You don't need much. Like even one tiny, tiny drop on your skin might last you a couple showers. Like it's going to be there and like it goes to your whole body. Like that one tiny what? drop, just like it's enough. <laughs> like you don't need more than
1: that. Wow. And is it worn for special occasions or is it worn just casually because you can afford to?
2: Um, Honestly speaking, like my friends who are Emirati and like from really prestigious families, royals and people like that, they wear it all the time, daily. Wow! But they'll bring out the super expensive one for special occasions, only like a wedding or something, or like Eid, which is like a, it's a traditional holiday Mm -hmm. that we celebrate. It's kind of like Christmas but um, those are like special occasions where they bring out the expensive one. But then the more like average cost one would be like, yeah, maximum like $1,000. That's like what people wear more frequently.
1: Um, now, can the refined nose detect a really expensive that's what I was ud, gonna ask. Or is it like, you know, oh, this will, you know, like, is it just, oh, kind yes. of all smell the same?
2: Oh, no, no, they smell so different, like, so different. Um, the cheaper ouds tend to smell a little bit waxy. Sometimes they smell a little bit like there's a hint of plastic. It's just, it's very different where like the pure ouds almost smell like a tiny bit of like oud and honey. Like there's a honey effect to it. It's very sweet, but woody at the same time. Um, And there definitely is a huge difference. And like, you know, there's a wide range, like, because... You know, to be super honest, like I'm work, I've been working on oud projects for a long time. And our newest fragrance is the first one that actually includes natural oud. But there's many others that I'm working on. And it has been a mission to find the best quality oud that is still not too expensive that I can afford right. to like include yeah. in our fragrances. But yeah, I've smelled so many ouds and they all smell so different. It also depends on the sourcing, which country you got it from, what type of, you know, what type of agarwood tree is it? You know,
0: it's very, very, um, very diverse. Wait, this new fragrance, uh, Kayali fragrance. I'm yeah. assuming, <laughs> that has oud in it. What is what is it's it? It's called? called Invite Only Amber Twenty Three. Mm. And would you call it like it? Like describe it. Is it an is it an amber fragrance in general? Like how would you describe okay, it? Okay, if I
2: described it in two words, it's gourmand explosion. It's like literally like, and that's <laughs> what I. The, the brief to the nose was like, I want a gourmand explosion. Like I want people to just smell like dessert, but also like, I just want their senses to be like rushed with like gourmand, you know, because I love, I love sweet scents and I love like different elements of food. I'm a foodie, you know, it's a battle I have my, I love food and perfume <laughs> and like this fragrance is like, <laughs> the good yes, stuff. It's like, it's great, but, um, it has a lot of amber, but it has a lot of gourmand notes too. We have honey, we have cinnamon, we have, um, hazelnut accord that smells like Nutella um, we have a lot of gourmand notes in there, and we also have amber, oud, vanilla, um, black cherry as well. Um, trying to remember everything else. Tobacco. Oh my God, I'm
0: getting
2: hungry. <laughs> Tobacco really leaf. Yeah, there's a lot of amazing notes in there, but this is definitely the most gourmand, probably the most Middle Eastern scent too because of the oud. The oud makes it a little bit more like, um, I do think... You need to have a specific type of fragrance preference to to use this one. But I think if you do like woody, sweet gourmand scents, you're going to love this one.
1: Got it. Got Did you it. guys get it yet? I have not smelled it oh, yet. No,
2: I can't. Okay, we have to send it I to you. I got a press release oh about my God. it. And then I was like, oh my God, we need to send it to you like today. Like, I'm going to make sure you guys get it today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am not mad about that. Yeah. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing.
1: The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it a
0: perfect two-in-one for me. Totally. The scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's hold press. Cacay Oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love, but to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks.
1: It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Charosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragons fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, Mm-mm-mm. sheer. you can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules.
0: And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejaneiro.com and free shipping with the code Mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, Soldejaneiro.com and use the code Mascara10 for 10% off. don't know if the invitations have started coming in for you, but we're about to enter what I like to call what kind of underpinnings should I wear to your wedding season? That's right. We probably all have some cute new dresses for weddings and events coming up this spring, and I'll tell you what needs to go under them. Honey love. I am not about to squeeze my way through another person's wedding in uncomfortable shapewear that rolls up. I got the honey love Super Power short. Full disclosure, I also wore it on New Year's Eve because I had on sequins and I wanted everything to lay smooth. And that's what Honey Love does. The Super Power Shorts have targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. They're Signature X, targets and sculpts without squeezing your curves, and you won't have to worry about the waist rolling down thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. The Honey Love Super Power Short also gives your butt a nice lift. The shorts have these built-in boost bands that give everything a subtle, comfortable, let's just say boost. We're not talking unbelievable plastic surgery levels of butt lifting, just a little zhuzh. And as you know, Honey Love has more than just sculpt wear. They have incredibly comfortable bras. How many times have Jess and I talked about the bras? They also have tanks, leggings, everything you need for everyday support. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. Honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara. Move with confidence thanks to Honeylove. Guys,
1: I have to admit I like a little bit of luxury, but I don't want to just buy one luxurious item. I want to buy several things, and that's where Quince comes in. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high-quality items priced within reach, so I can buy a couple of things.
0: Yeah, you don't like a little bit of luxury, you like a lot of bit of luxury. Okay, it is a lot, I guess, you're right, you're right. Load up your cart, though, at Quince, it's totally fine. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk. They partner direct with top factories, so they cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings along to you and us. And me, for example, I mean, how many things have I bought from Quince? My latest acquisition is the European Linen Sheet Set. I wanted to jump on that whole linen sheet trend. I want to just feel like Cleopatra. And they have so many great colors. It's breathable, feels luxurious, but doesn't cost luxury prices.
1: Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com fatmascara for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince.com fatmascara to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q U I N C E I-n-c-e.com slash fat mascara that's q u i n c e dot com slash fat mascara I know you're working on a lot of fragrances, but I want to know about the fragrance that you the fragrances that you have. okay now i we're talking to you on like a zoom sort of format. And you have little items in the back, and a you know picture frame, like some kind of trinket. But I actually was hoping that you would be shooting this, filming this in front of your fragrance collection. That was the <laughs> oh.
0: hope. No, I wanted good sound quality. That was the goal. Kn- <laughs> not a bunch of glass bottles in the background <laughs> with reflection. <laughs> I
1: because re- I heard it's like gargantuan.
2: It, it's insane, and it's getting crazier and crazier by the day. I'm not going to lie, like. In the past month alone, I think I got around 500 fragrances. Wait,
1: wait! In the past month, like the yeah. intake was 500 fragrances.
2: Yeah, like I think wow. I've ordered about 500 in just the past month. Like I'm trying to beat the Guinness World Record of fragrances, so like of a personal library. So yeah, we're we're getting there, but it probably will be a few more years. Um, and I'm actually looking,
0: wait, so what is the re- record for the largest? Fragrance it's around. It's around seven thousand
2: right fragrances. If I remember correctly, it's this uh, woman from Greece. Okay. yeah, so her private collection is like, almost, I think, almost 8,000 fragrances. So I'm trying to beat her.
1: <laughs> so where where do you store them? Like, is it like kind of like a wine cellar sort of yes, situation?
2: Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's my basement. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm actually looking to maybe make it similar to the vibe of a wine cellar because I just want to like add that drama. <laughs> um, so people will be like, As excited as I am about it, I am looking to rent an apartment for it. I'm not lying. I'm actually I've been looking at places now because I'm like I'm running out of space in my basement. I need more shelves if I'm going to beat this record. So I've been looking at apartments (laughs) to rent. Like a studio.
1: Like how much apartment? I think I need need? like a I think I need like a
2: a bigger apartment. Yeah, because right now my basement is like 2,000 square feet. It's full. Like I need I need something
1: bigger. It's full of fragrance. Like it's pouring over. I'm sorry. I really think that we needed to see this because I still am having trouble visualizing. <laughs> I've like, seen it. I've like, seen it.
0: It's amazing. But like, like, okay,
1: how, even if you have, like, several thousand bottles, you're telling me 2,000 square feet, like, they're not that big. Like, is it... Can't you just get, like, shelving? Like, that is... Like, yeah. Macy's can do this. Like, I mean, <laughs> you can't figure this out. I know. <laughs> so, See, like,
2: the thing is, I did, I actually customized This is a and, space solution. And Jen, I Container have to show store. you. I have to send you, like, new photos and videos of the new space because I've, yeah. like, renovated it. But the thing is, I like them all, like, to have space so that nothing's okay. blocking the other one. So that's okay. why it's taking up a lot of room. But I could okay. compromise and put them.
0: Jess, this <laughs> isn't your beauty closet, you know. At Harper's Bazaar, where like there's thirty on shelves. <laughs> I just, I just feel like she yeah. has them like displayed like wine. Almost. Okay, yeah. I just feel That's like the- like <laughs> this is like a
1: solution we could figure out. But yeah, she <laughs> she clearly has something else in mind. Okay. I'm nuts. I'm am cl- nuts. Respect. <laughs> respect. I I'm just Thank a you. little like blown away. Um, <laughs> but I I can't wait to see it. And I know that um you could probably charge
0: um, admission. I was th- I was thinking like a museum kind of like I would go visit someone's collection. You guys like are that, so funny because sure.
2: I was actually thinking about that because I was like I need to start making money for all the money I'm spending on this perfume. I'm like going so broke. <laughs> well, you yeah, all I mean,
1: this is, I mean, you could ab- if you or want to do this the way it sounds like you want to do this. This is a museum, I so yeah, so. like you should be charging <laughs> yeah. admission.
0: And so the generosity you were telling us about—you're sharing your <laughs> collection true. with like other people in your city yeah, so for a, like nominal donation. City. You know, you know yeah. what? I think come smell my.
1: I wears. love this. I love this. We need to do a fat <laughs> mascara collab. I can see it. Yes, and a little a little plaque for I each love one. It. A little blotter or like what? Okay, oh yeah, like now the you're you're making words. my
2: brain just like buzz. Like now I'm just picturing like the
1: nose, the notes, the year. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you're getting me too yeah, excited. Like, why keep this all to yourself? You don't want to be so like right. a private collector, like, you know, keeping all of this yeah. to herself.
2: I think, yes. Yeah. So, you know what? I'm not even joking. I'm going to speak to people in Dubai Tourism and see if they can help me with this. You would get so many oh, we people. Just wait. Right.
0: We talked about, oh, it's Qatar. The Qatar Tourism mm-hmm. Board in D.C. opened a little perfume wow. museum. We oh, talked yeah, about yeah, it on the yeah, podcast yeah. A, wow. a couple, like a month or two ago. It's it's not really much. It's just like a small, like, sharing the history of fragrance in Qatar and all of that. And you have to go by appointment. But I don't know. Maybe there's something oh to Oh, my God. With and honey, you've okay. got okay. star power. <laughs> right? They would
1: come yes, look at your yes. shoe and sock collection. Like, you I'm know. I'm obsessed with this. It's you guys are so, yeah, honestly,
2: yeah. I love where you guys are going with this. And yeah, I thought about something, but this is way bigger than my idea. So I'm going to explore this. I Love it.
0: <laughs> I know. Okay, I have uh, I have to ask you. So you said you added about 500 fragrances in the last month. Like, what makes the cut? Like, how do you decide? Well, to be
2: honest, last month, I was just focused on celebrity fragrances because in Dubai, it's so hard to find them. So I, I found a fragrance website And I was just like, you know, it's pretty good. The prices were like, they're kind of discounted. And I was like, I want every popular celebrity fragrance that's ever been created because um, I think they're cool. Like I love niche brands. I love luxury brands, but celebrity brands, I feel like they're so fun. The bottle's always so like dramatic. There's so much like design Mm -hmm. to it. And um, yeah, I just wanted to like educate myself more on celebrity fragrances. So like, I think 90% of what I bought was just celebrity fragrances.
1: What's one that like you actually thought smelled really good?
2: Well, I them? yeah, I haven't smelled all of them yet. I'm still working on it. I try to do it like one at a time, dig out the notes and like, just, you know, make sure I'm like absorbing everything while I do it. So it takes a while. But today I smelled Fenty for the first time and I love it. Have you guys tried Rihanna's perfume? yeah, yes. I'm obsessed.
0: And I was, I was surprised too, because I don't, it's not super no. commercial, I thought. Like you know, like Britney Spears' scents, mm-hmm. J Lo, and Paris Hilton's—they're all like mm-hmm. lovely, fruity, floral, very wearable. This is like a perfume mm-hmm. with a capital P. Absolutely. That's what do you think? I
2: loved it. I didn't like the initial like opening. I was surprised, and then as it dried down, I was like, "I'm obsessed!" Like I actually, I still have it on my arm, and I keep smelling it. I'm like, "Oh, this is amazing!" Like <laughs> she killed it.
0: It's very woody. If you like woody, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like it's very floral,
2: woody, sweet. It's my scent profile. It's the same thing I gravitate towards all the time, but it's so like nice and like, yeah, sweet and delicious. It smells like how I think Rihanna would smell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Totally. So if we came over to your collection and you were giving us a little tour before the museum opens, what would you hone in on to show us that's like something super rare or really cool that like I would, visitors would. Yeah, you know,
2: I would definitely spend all my time with you guys showing you the Arabic fragrances because I feel like that's going to be mm. something that you guys haven't seen before and like more unique and um, yeah, it's just different, you know? And it's something that's kind of special to the region where like even when I used to travel to the U.S. and I would not pack all my perfumes. Back in the day, now I pack a lot but I would miss my Arabic Mm -hmm. perfumes and you just can't find them many places Mm -hmm. in the States. So I feel like you guys would really appreciate that. And I also have a whole section where it's just like raw um, notes on their own Um, that Fear gave me some of them, um, our fragrance house, as well as some other websites I found just like pure notes on their own. So I find that really fun to experiment with because a lot of notes that you think would smell like something don't smell like that on their own. So as a fragrance lover, I enjoy that. I don't know if you guys would enjoy it, but I love just like smelling like, you know, what does like, what does saffron smell like? You know, like we talk about it, but what does it smell like as a pure ingredient? It's very like interesting. And I feel
1: like it also helps you get to know what you love. Sure. Now, what would be a a fragrance that means the most to you? Like the most personal?
2: Ooh, that's such a great question. Like a Kayali fragrance or even like other brands or...
1: Um. Let's do other brands. Other brands, because I feel like it, yes. I feel mm-hmm. like your own line. It's kind of like a tough question because right. they're like your kids. Those are your yeah. babies. Of course, they <laughs> one yeah. that you know in the kind of like if you're, it's like you know this is your life. Yeah. One that really just is like, yeah, it's like a like a photograph of your heart, you know, oh or one gosh. that is just really yeah. just gets you.
2: There's one um, fragrance I don't know if you guys have heard of it because it's like a super niche brand from France. It's called the brand is called McAliff, and um, I don't know it. It's by Martine McAliff. She it's her and her husband Jeffrey. They they work on the brand together, Um, and the the scent is called Watch the Watch. And um, it was my first niche luxury perfume I ever got. It was actually gifted to me by by my best friend in university because it was like way too expensive. I couldn't buy it for myself. It was like three hundred dollars. Um, But that fragrance, like, A, it was from my best friend who I love so much. So the memories tied to it are so special. And also being in university, like, pre-work life, like, I miss that life. So it's, like, so special. Um, Mm -hmm. But also I think it's another thing that just made me fall in love with fragrance because um, just the quality was so spectacular. Just seeing the difference between a commercial fragrance and a niche luxury fragrance, like the long-lastingness, The scents themselves were just so much more, um, in my opinion, just more qualitative. And also later, I ended up approaching the founders and I I did their PR for free because I love them so much. Um, When I first became self-employed, I was like, you know, can I please work with you? People need to know about your brand. And I like, I met them. I got to know their story. I fell in love with them, to be honest. I love the founders. And um, it made me fall in love with perfumes like so much. I love their story. And I still love their brand so much.
1: That's wonderful.
2: I'm going
0: to have to do some some research after this on that, on that fragrance house. Can, can I ask you, um, you mentioned that you have this like note library from Fair Maniche. Do all of the Kayali fragrances, are they all, do you work with the Fair Maniche perfumers to do all of them? Yeah. As of
2: now, every single one. And tell us Fair Fair does, yeah. how did
0: you even start yeah. Kayali, by the way? I should probably start there. To Sorry. be
2: honest, it's like, it's been a dream of mine to create a brand for like literally over 10 years. Like I found my diary the other day from like 2011 and I was like, fragrance brand. Like, I really want to make this happen. It was such a dream. But uh, when I started like venturing into just being self-employed and then like entrepreneurship, it was always like, there was this hesitation, whether it was like not having the right amount of investment or even like not knowing enough, not having the right partners. So I just, know it never happened. And there were times where I tried working on the project, even like, before Huda Beauty, you know, um, when I, I had a beauty salon back in the day, like I had met people. I even talked to um, the owners of McAuliffe. I was like, let's do this together. I talked to, talked to everybody in Dubai, <laughs> like everybody I could meet that is involved in fragrances. I was like trying to work on this project, but it never worked out for whatever reason. It was always like either just a difference in like expectations or Huda Beauty would start. Like when Huda Beauty started to grow, It like my whole life like got taken over by that. Um, so, I think every delay has a blessing. And, you know, in 2017, that's when um, I connected with someone on LinkedIn from Manish, um, Asha. She's just an amazing, I call her my perfume fairy. Like, she just made all my perfume dreams come true. Um, and she just helped me uh, find somebody to work with us at Huda Beauty. And we slowly, step by step, started working on the, the proper research and at that time because i learned so much of like from head of beauty like the standard i had like in terms of the partners i was working with was on another level versus like the prior years like in 2013 2014 it was more like regional players you know um but with firmenich they helped me so much and i'm so grateful to them like they really really went above and beyond and like connected me with like glass manufacturers like fillers like everybody they're
0: they're amazing yeah i love i love your bottle Thank you. it's so timeless so cool. and like I feel like a perfume bottle, like, I love some scents, and they just hide in the back of my collection because I'm just not down with the way they look on my shelf. You know what I mean? That's such a great point. And
2: honestly, the bottle was inspired by the Middle Eastern bottles because they all look like jewels, they're like diamond shapes and they all look like treasure. So I was like with, with Keali, like I really wanted it to be something you're proud of, like something that you're putting in the front because it makes you feel like a princess or a prince or whatever. Um, I just want you to feel like, you know, like royalty, you know? And I, I feel like the bottle itself needs to be like your own little diamond, your, your crown that you wear, you know, like fragrance should be something that makes you feel phenomenal. Not like an afterthought. It's like, it needs to be part of you know, your own ritual for like
1: taking care of yourself. And tell me when you, uh, I'm curious, like it, you, you had to kind of like tap on to, you, you felt like you couldn't, at first you're like, I couldn't realize my brand. Right. And then you kind of sought the, if I'm getting this right, you sought the counsel of other people or you kind of put your dream to bed for a little bit. And then your fragrance fairy godmother came over <laughs> and, and tapped you. I'm gonna,
2: Kind of both. Like I kept always working on it in the back burner. Like I was there. I like, I always felt so frustrated, you know, like even with everything that happened with everything else I was working on, you know, my previous like small businesses and then with Huda Beauty, even with it, when it was taking off, like I just never felt satisfied because I was like, oh, I'm dying to create this brand. Like I really like, I have it in my heart. Like it's not for the sake of business. It's not for the sake of anything. I just like have this passion that I want to create something that's different and like, you know, do something with this love that I have for it. So um, it was on the back burner. I did continue meeting people, but it was like not the priority because I couldn't prioritize it at the time. Um, and then after, you know, we started to settle down, we got our investors at of Beauty and we started building the team. That's when I was like, can I? okay, now I can stop wearing 10,000 hats at of Beauty and focus on like something else. And thank God I was able to like start working on it in the end of 2017.
0: Do you still have a position? That was my yeah. question. My
1: question is, do you? St-
0: like, cause then there's wishful, like, you know, that's growing yeah. still. So like, what, yeah, what do you do every day? I don't
2: do that much operationally in Huda Beauty at all. Like really it's become to a point where I almost don't do like anything operationally. I'm on the board okay. and I'm involved, like I'm, you know, involved in very like high level conversations, but my focus operationally is purely KLE. And um, and then supporting some other investments that we have at HB Investments, um, which we're just incubating some brands. But Hooded Beauty, honestly, they have such a great team now. It's a big team. And even Wishful, Wishful, I've had zero involvement in. Like, I, I've had no involvement in it at all. But I, I like this. I like focusing on Kaylee. It's a lot. It's too much work as it is.
0: So,
1: like, I'm just...
0: Oh, yeah. I wasn't even trying to say like, oh, your little side <laughs> project, what about yeah. your main job? Like clearly this has become a fragrance yeah. house and this is your main job. What focus? did you
1: really learn from, I'm sure you learned a lot, but like what are like the key takeaways that you learned from your time at Huda?
2: Oh, so much, you know, um, so much. I've learned a lot from just being involved in like a global brand. Like there's just, you know, we grew very slow, even though people think we grew fast. It was actually very slow, so um, thank God it was slow because we made a lot of small mistakes over the way. We made some big mistakes too, but like we grew slow. I learned from like every area. Back in the day, I was involved in almost every area of the business, so I was able to learn about you know little bits of finance, little bits of legal, PR, marketing, you know, um, development, like every single area. But I think what I've learned the most and what's been most important to me for Kali. And, and actually, I only learned this recently. I didn't, I didn't have that much connection to Huda before as like being a founder. I didn't really know what it took to like create a vision and then also express that vision because sometimes you have something in your head, but like sh- getting that to translate into like the vision that you, you verbally share with people is like, I, I used to have blockage there. I don't know if it's just me, but I, I would always have these ideas in my head and I couldn't really articulate them well.
1: So how did, what, what was that switch?
2: Um, (laughs) lots of therapy, like, honestly, it took a lot of like, just like digging deep and like figuring out like, you know, um, just different ways to express myself, um, artistically and also just like do all kinds of crazy exercises, like weird things, weird things. Like sometimes it was just like watching dramatic TV shows, like Pinterest boards, journaling, like lots of things like that. But um, I think from her side, like, she's always been the founder of the brand. And I never really understood, like, where her crazy, obsessive, dramatic passion came from. And I used to kind of get annoyed by it. I was like, oh, my God, you're you're so dramatic. You have to overshare everything. You have to give too many details about everything. And now I'm realizing, like, you have to. You can't just, you can't, like, be a founder if you're not getting people into your head and also, like, giving them a part of, like, your founder juice. Like, I believe, like, there's founder juice. And, like, you got to squeeze it out and put it on people for them to like feel the vision and like the magic that they're a part of, you know?
1: The founder juice, the founder <laughs> juice, you've got to squeeze it out and you've got to put it on the people.
0: Sorry,
2: that and. sounds wrong. <laughs> no, I was just thinking too,
0: like, I mean, I think what you're describing is passion. Yeah. like she, your, you know, how to her, like fragrance was your passion. So it probably was easier to explain your vision when it was something you cared so deeply yeah. about, I imagine.
2: Definitely. I think when it came to like color cosmetics and everything we were doing before, like I, I approached everything very rational and like analytical maybe, and like a little bit too much of like a business person, you know, like it was always like, okay, how will this make sense business wise? You know, it never came from like really wanting to disrupt. Like, I did want to disrupt in some ways, but not the way Huda wanted to in color. And now I understand what she's talking about when she used to say these crazy things. And I'm like, wait, wait, why are you so nuts? Like, I always thought she was just crazy. And she is. Like, I do think she is. But I also think that to be a founder and to create something different, you have to be a little nuts, like me. Like, buying, like, thousands of fragrances per, you know, year. Like, I'm a bit of, I've become a bit loony. <laughs>
1: Well I think that's like with founder like founder led brands that's like the difference when people go work for a founder led brand it's like yeah. you kind of have to know you're going to a different company than if you were going to like Olay or you know yeah Dior okay. and, and, and I'm not making a comment on either of those right. brands it's just like it's a very different type of you're you're following a leader a you know or something a um, person yeah. rather you know um right it's really Yeah. It's a, it's a different kind of thing. Um, did it take you like, was it a, was it a switch for you or was it, I mean, it sounds like you had, you did a lot of work.
2: Yeah. I think that, you know, for me, I don't feel like I really like switched on my founder juice until 2020. And it was like during lockdown where I was like, why am I doing this? You know? And it was like, I, I feel like I knew what I wanted before, but I didn't really know how to explain it and, like, I think just, again, like, through a lot of, like, deep searching and, like, just therapy and things like that, I began to understand, like, the vision of what I was trying to achieve. Like, I just put it into words and, like, was able to share it more. Before, I was just, like, I think there was a lot of
1: blockages, you know? That's interesting. That's yeah. really interesting. I think um, a lot of people can probably relate to that.
0: Yeah. I was also thinking about the numbers on your bottles. You know, you said your sister was like, why is she so nuts and obsessive? And then I was like, uh, Mona, like, I know it's taken like 23 takes to get a perfume right, right? Those numbers on each bottle. That's right. Don't they relate to how many like versions of the fragrance yes. you made? Great memory. Yes. That's right. So wait, the, the new fragrance, the um, the gourmand yes. one remind me of the Amber? Amber 23. Yeah. Invite only Amber. So ha- what's the number on that 23. Bottle? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, it is 23. <laughs> <laughs> 20, I just picked that number out there and that's how many iterations from the that you and the nose yeah. worked on to get to what you yeah wanted. we
2: actually worked on more but that was the one we selected
0: oh 23 was the like this is the 23 yes. version and I think 21. I drove him okay. nuts
2: to be honest this nose is so talented Ilyas it's the first time we work with him on a juice I think I drove him nuts I think there was a point where he was like I'm not gonna work with you <laughs> you're crazy but um we got to such a great place and the end result was in my opinion just one of the best juices like it's it's definitely one of my top three from our KLE range um now but um it's a process it's a lot of back and forth because like for me personally like to hear that we smell kind of similar to anything else is like the worst like I just want to like Go into my coffin and like yeah. Yeah. you know, game over. So it's oh, like yeah. keep trying to challenge them, just add a little bit of more of this or add, take a little bit of that. Like, I just want to make sure it's nothing like I've some, you know, nothing I've ever smelt before, or maybe it'll last a little bit longer if we do this. So it's a it's a long process, and you have to be really patient. This juice we were supposed to launch August 2020, and then the factory is like all shut down. There was an issue with our glass because it's uh, got the jet metal finish, so we couldn't, it was either a launch it with a clear bottle. Oh, I'm sorry, the jet metal oh, finish? Oh, did I not tell you? Yeah, it has like a beautiful... What's jet metal yeah, finish? Yeah, oh. it's got this beautiful
1: foil. Oh. It's like a mirror. Yeah. And she's showing it to us. Oh, so this is different than yeah. your other
2: Carrie it's, it's not little. clear. It looks yeah, like... Yeah, it has like this beautiful foil, oh, and cool. it has like an amp.
0: I didn't Thank know what you. it was called, jet metal. Thank I like. Show so us
2: your
1: nails. Hold up your oh, nails
2: again. I did it to match the box.
1: <laughs> the, yeah, the nails or her nails are jet metal. Yeah, They're like I did that um, that to gold match. jet metal, yes. and they match the gold. It looks like just a gold mirror. It's a gold right, mirror exactly. That's
2: but like a chocolatey gold exactly. Nice. It's like an amber. Nutella, like... Amber, thank
0: you. Like, yeah.
2: it's yeah. <laughs> supposed to go with the, like, the juice. No, it
0: is Nutella. I like that. I like yeah. that. I feel very hazelnut in yes. Vermont. Well done. <laughs> Before we let you go, we have to ask about some favorite products of yours. And as you've been talking, I was like, she must have good candle game. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not, because you
2: like, how do you I set your home? I love candles. I'm actually burning one right now. It smells so good. Um, I love candles. I'm obsessed. And I also... What are you burning? Right now, I'm burning this brand, but to be honest, it's, like, very hard to get. It's only found here in Dubai. It's called From the Arabs, and it's a musk candle. And it's so beautiful. Mm. Like, it smells divine. Mm. I, I also just love, like, I know, like, shame on me, but like Bath and Body Works candles, like I'm obsessed with- Why are you saying shame on <laughs> I you? Because I think the, the wax is not that great. And like, I don't, I don't know if it's like the best type, but I love them. This Good scent for on those Bath and Body That's what Works. I don't understand. The throw is insane. Like I don't- so they are
1: doing something very right. I think there is no shame for <laughs> Bath and agree. Body Works. It is an accessible candle.
2: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I I love them. I've always loved them. They're a good yes. price. They have good discounts all the time. Like I stock up for my house, and then I also love Bukhour. So unfortunately, I don't. Where does have it a, come? Um, Behoor. So that's like the wood that we burn. Um, it's usually oh. like the, oud, the oud wood that's infused with like other perfume oils. And you just burn it on charcoal. Or nowadays, like, I use the electric burners because I'm kind of, like, you know, scared about the charcoal. Scared. yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Sure. Oh, oh, about, like, about um, safety. I thought you meant, like, yeah. afraid of burning your house down. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It was like, I have... <laughs> like, I, I have, have friends a, who've done that before, pet, so I'm yeah. like,
2: <laughs> I don't want to do that.
1: Yes. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very I'm going
2: to cool. send you guys an electronic burner with some wood. Um, some oud. You guys have to experience it. It is different, and I, I I don't know if you'll like it. It is like you know, oud can be very polarizing. But for me personally, it's like one of my favorite
1: experiences. Like there's something about it, just burning. No, the I'm oud. super excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I, 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 li- I like the yeah. smell of oud, but you I've do? never burnt yes. oud. Yes, but I've never burnt oud in my home. I've you I've only smelled it. it like in fragrance. Mm-hmm. You know, like personal fragrance.
2: It's very so. different when you burn it. It almost feels like soothing in some weird way like the smoke and, and I just put it in the corner of the room. Sometimes I like walk around my house with it, just spreading the, like the scent. That's what people do traditionally, like the walk room to room and just like, they also think it's like kind of like staging and everything. But it's just, it's it's nice. I think you guys are going
0: to love it. It's so funny. You're making me think like so many cultures do that. Like the Copal wood when you go to Mexico, mm-hmm. and then it's it in LA. It's not in LA thing. Palo Santo? I think yoga <laughs> yeah, Palo Santo. Exactly. Like I just feel like it. Yeah. It's probably like a LA, native of it, 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 it's, like it's not an LA, like,
1: like, you know, what do you call it? Silver Lake like- yoga
0: studio. Oh.
1: Silver Lake. Yeah.
0: You don't know this clearly around the world. There's something yeah. to like burning a scented wood in like your home that or in your space. smoke just kind
2: of filling up your room. There's something about it that just clears the air and makes it just, yeah. any odors, any sort of like mm-hmm. whatever, it just yeah. disappears and it smells so good. It feels like you're doing
1: something nice for yourself. Cleansing, it's cleansing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. starting, starting yeah. anew. starting love Starting that. anew. <laughs> Listen, we're going to do a quick lightning round, but before we go, I just want to say, I'm so happy that you came on, and I mm-hmm. really feel, we were like kind of joking around, but like, I'm totally not joking around. I really think that you should start a fragrance museum.
2: <laughs> you're so funny. Honestly, I'm thinking about it now, like I was kind of joking around too, but at the same time, I need to make some money (laughs) for these fragrances because I'm going
0: like I'm spending way too much money. Well, there's one I went to in Paris that was amazing, but other than that, it's just like more people need to understand what our obsession's about, you know?
2: You're so right. And it's the only sustainable way I can continue.
1: I think so. <laughs> there, there are there are yeah there are fragrance <laughs> museums like shout out Mandy Aftel in you know San Francisco. Oh, right, right, right. Um, um, there you know there are people who are doing work in this space, but yeah. I think you have you know a different angle, and you have such a huge following. And I just love that you're bringing you know the the newer generation like you know into the fragrance world. So oh, um, keep it up. All right. Thank so you. this is just a quick lightning round. All right. What beauty product do you first remember falling in love with? You cannot say Curve because we already talked about that. <laughs> so like any beauty product. Any beauty product.
2: I think it would probably be lip gloss then because I love a good lip balm or lip gloss. I mean, I, I still use Lip Smackers to this day.
0: <gasps> what, what's your flavor?
2: The latest one I've been using is Cotton Candy. I love it. Yeah, mm. but any good, like, flavored, mm-hmm. it on flavored okay. lip balm, flavored lip gloss, I love it.
1: If there were one rule you wish everyone would follow, what would it be? Just be
2: kind. Be nice. Give people love at all times. What's your favorite snack? Cucumbers, because I'm on a diet all the time. God, it's <laughs> <that is> grim. Can <laughs> you at least salt them or something? I put I salt know? and lemon juice and pepper, yeah? Okay. Okay,
1: you don't need to be on a diet. Okay, then that was my, like, totally, like, not, like, unsolicited (laughs) commentary. But, like, you can have, like, a real snack.
2: (laughs) A real snack? I'm such a, like, I'm always, like, trying to be healthy. If it was, like, a naughty snack, it might be, like... Roasted marshmallows, like, oh, on
0: fire. Yeah, <laughs> um, love it. <laughs> can't get enough. <laughs> also on brands. Yeah. Like, gourmand toast, you that's sweet. That's why I'm always on like, a diet. Developing.
1: Because <laughs> I love it. <laughs> mm, yummy, yummy. Okay. <laughs> what is the most played song on your favorite playlist right now?
2: Ooh, right now it's the Crazy and Love remix by Beyonce for, I think, Fifty Shades of Grey because that, that's what got me in the invite-only mood.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. I can see that. I'm going to play that when I skip it. I'm going to send you my (laughs) playlist for the whole vibe. I'm going to send it to you. (laughs) Are you guys on Spotify? We are, yes. We have it. Oh, I have to
1: check out your playlist. If there were to be a movie, this is the last one, okay? If there were to be a movie made of your life, who would narrate it?
2: Oh my gosh. I don't know. (laughs) To be honest, um... Maybe Oprah. I love Oprah. Oprah. Yeah, yeah. I love her. Nice. I'm obsessed with her.
0: <laughs> this was so fun. I'm first of all now I'm really hungry because it's morning here and like I barely had breakfast and now I want to go eat like toasted I know, marshmallows with like, cherries covered in chocolate <laughs> Me and too, Nutella. I'm just <laughs>
1: picturing like the charred like the charred black stuff coming off the mm, marshmallow. Don't you love when and you then, like grab and the and then sticky pulling it apart? Yeah. <laughs> Smashing it on the cracker!
2: Oh my god, yes!
1: Pulling it apart. (laughs) It's getting a little ASMR. It is. Mm. (laughs) The chocolate. This was. I'm like chasing it in my mouth right now. This is super fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for
2: coming on the show. Thank you for having me. You guys are amazing, and I love everything you do. And I always love speaking to you, Jen. Like honestly, you're my sister. From another Mister, uh, yes, like we are. and now I'm so happy We're to. Probably, I think we, we are. Did the DNA. I totally think we it. are. And it's nice to meet you, Jessica, too. And uh, thank you so, so much nice for to having meet you. me. I love how passionate you guys about are about beauty, but now like to talk about fragrance with you guys is so special. I really appreciate it.
0: We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We
1: also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review
0: or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.
1: This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it.